Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lisa H., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, November 25th, 2020, and this is a 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today, we're reading from the big book, and we are on page 19, the second paragraph, beginning if we keep on, and reading and commenting on that one paragraph. Today's readers, and thank you for your service, 12 Steps, Beth W., 12 Traditions, Patricia C., the readers, Crystal P., Reba P., Katie G., our newcomer greeters, Vinnie T., and the second hour host is Nancy P. The reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, November the 24th, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 15,840. That's 15840. And for the 10 a.m. meeting, 10 a.m. Eastern meeting is 15,841. That's 15841. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Beth W. to please read the 12 steps. Hi, good morning, Lisa. This is Beth W. from North Dakota, compulsive overeater. Are you able to hear me? Yes. Great. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. 
Thank you. Thank you, Beth W. I will now ask Patricia C. to please read the 12 traditions. Hello, Patricia C. Um, in North Carolina. The 12 traditions. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, the loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants, they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public, con- into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need main, always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, oh. ever reminding us to place principles before principalities, oh. our personalities. <laughs> Thank you for letting me serve. Thank you, Patricia C. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study in the big book. Um, In the chapter, there is a solution. On page 19, the second paragraph, if we keep on and reading and sharing on that one paragraph, and I'll ask Crystal Crystal P to please begin reading. Good morning. If we keep on the way we are going, there is little doubt that much good will result but the surface of the problem would hardly be scratched. Those of us who live in large cities are overcome by the reflection that close by hundreds are dropping into oblivion every day. Many could recover if they had the opportunity we have enjoyed. How then shall we present that which has been so freely given us? 
Good morning. This is uh, Crystal P, Compulsive Overeater in uh, Toronto, Canada. The line that really stood out to me today was, many could recover if they had the opportunity we have enjoyed. Um, I so easily forget that program is an opportunity that I enjoy. I like to turn this program into a pro- from a program of action into a program of rules, and I like to turn my sponsor into my rule police. You know, so I, I use guilt and shame to make sure I do my program work. I have rules in my head. I have to attend this many meetings. I have to make one call a day. I have to do this type of writing and this type of reading. And if I don't do that, then it's, you know, um, just, oh my gosh, you're the worst OA person. And that's just my, the only way I know how to live is that option. Or the other option is that I just do what I want and don't, uh, you know, don't actually do the work that I have to do. And what was pointed out to me is that there's a third option. Today, I still do my program work, but I don't do it as a rule. And I, it's because I've changed one word, my sponsor told me, I don't have to do these things. I get to do these things. I, today I see that this program, the work that I do every day, it, it's a joy to do. It is, I am so lucky that I get to do it because close by, never mind the hundreds, my, my own family, I'm watching them drop into oblivion. And I get to have, I get to enjoy this opportunity for today. And when I live my program that way, where, or live the program that way, where I get to do things, um, then it doesn't mean I have to just stop at the minimum. I get to do more than that, um, more than what used to be my rules. And I realize that the opportunity that I enjoy here is not just that I get to live by this new design of living or that I get to access a solution to my deadly disease. I mean, those are amazing. But on top of that, I get to be a miracle. I get to be something that other people cannot explain by worldly measures alone. God gets to put his production stamp on me. And I was reflecting on, you know, why me? Like, why, how come I get to enjoy this, uh, this opportunity? And I realized there's, there's nothing special about me. In fact, if I had to pick from all the compulsive overeaters, I wouldn't have picked me. I wouldn't have put my money on me because I was so stubborn. And I wouldn't have, you know, thought that I would be a good investment here. Um, but I think what God saw is not that I have something special, but that he's given me this opportunity because with it comes a mission to take it to all the other people um, that are stu- suffering still. So I've been given this opportunity so that I can give it away. And I'm very, very grateful that today I get to do this program work, which is not a chore, but an opportunity to be enjoyed. Thanks for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Crystal P., for getting us started. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you've shared on Monday or Tuesday, um, if you'll let others, if you'll hold back. And who would like to share on what was read today? Adriana T. Nosa J. Shelly C.R. Sandra B. Somebody Nancy B. P. Nancy P. Okay, I missed a few. Um, you'll have to tell me. I have Adriana T. And then someone J. Nosa. Nosa. Thank you. Nosa J. Shelly C. R. And then someone B. I didn't get their first name. Sandra. Sandra. Thank you. And Nancy P. Anybody else? Rebecca A. Rebecca. Okay, that's a great lineup. So Andrea T. 
I believe, followed by Nosa J. Andrea. Hi, this is Adriana T. Oh, Adriana, thank you. <laughs> no problem. Recovering compulsive overeater in Michigan. And grateful to be here, grateful to be on the meeting this morning. Um, what, the, what the passage really brought to my attention was just a reminder of all the good things that the program is doing for me. Um, it's been kind of a rocky 12 years of in and out of program for me and um, struggling with getting abstinent. And now that I finally have entire abstinence, there is such a clarity. And um, I feel like that first line of the passage really reminds me that if I keep doing what I'm doing, only good things are going to come. And so um, all the things that I've done in the last 12 years to kind of get me to this point where, you know, I'm going to this deeper level and um, really getting the message was all not for nothing. And, um, you know, I can be grateful for that and I can accept where God has me right now and not wish that I was further along or somewhere else and um, just kind of trust that recovery does take time and, um, you know, it's God's timing, not my timing. And to just be in the moment and keep doing the actions, doing the work, showing up. And um, surely good things are to come. And, you know, I couldn't imagine that I'd be where I am now. Um, it's been years since I've been under 200 pounds. So that's pretty amazing for me. And just to um, be at a peace of mind. Um, I don't go to bed anymore with my iPad and my, and my suite. I, you know, stay up and get involved in meetings, um, work with my sponsor, read the big book. Um, I'm doing recovery things. I'm doing things that are productive where before I was just waiting for the days to pass me by. And so now I have a purpose and that's a beautiful thing. And I look forward to being able to pass that on to others. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Adriana T. And Nosa J, you're up, followed by Shelly CR. Hi, good morning, everyone. It's Nosa J from Houston, a recovered compulsive overeater. And um, I really like the how, how then shall we present that which has been freely given to us. And, you know, like I've struggled for um, like three years and you know, in and out, well, my whole life. But then when I finally came into AA, it was three years ago, I believe. And I struggled in and out, in and out. And, um, you know, I had to, like, I believe that people that have been in program would love to give me what they had. Um, but I have to be willing to, to, to do what they do. Um, you know, like Harlan says, you know, it, it doesn't matter if I want it or need it. It's if I do it, you know, and, and that, that makes sense to me today. Like, you know, I would love to give anybody that's suffering in this disease recovery, you know, so they're not compulsively overeating and they're not, you know, hurting themselves with food like I did. Um, but I can't do that. Um, so, so the thing that I can do is be an example, you know, not only to people in program, but people outside, you know, these, my family, they have seen me binge on food, you know, and, 
and to see me not do it, you know, they're like, oh, you're so strong. You know, they think that, you know, it's my willpower, but it's not. It's God. You know, it's me surrendering, working these steps to the best of my ability, not perfectly because I'm not perfect, um, and, and just being an example of what this program has done for me. Um, and that's what I can do. And um, because I can't give it, I just can't give it to somebody, you know. Um, and and I know my sponsor would have loved to just give it to me. You know, he's got 20 years, over 20 years. And, and, and I just wasn't going to get it until I got it, you know. Um, I had to do the work. So um, I'm just I'm just so glad that I have a daily reprieve and I get to surrender each day and not compulsively eat. So that's all I got. Thank you all for your service. You have a wonderful day. Thank you, Nosa J. And Shelly CR, you're up, followed by Sandra B. Hi, this is Shelly CR, recovered compulsive overeater in northern Minnesota. Um, and very grateful to be here this morning. Um, I know that my own experience is very consistent uh, with how this paragraph starts out. So I um, came to a meeting uh, of OA, I don't know, a number of years ago, um, and I went to one meeting and I was like, no, no, I'm good. I I got this. Um, (laughs) And I did not. Um, but I needed to continue down that path of this progressive disease and things needed to get worse before I recognized that, that you know, me continuing the way I was going would not result in much good. Um, and so when I did come to, to OA and made a decision to be like, yeah, I need this program, then it was like, okay, I need to, you know, start going to meetings, I need to get a sponsor, start working the steps, et cetera. Um, And, you know, I'm so grateful for this, for the opportunity to be able to have had knowledge of OA. I just had surgery a week ago and and I brought in some pamphlets. So I try to um, bring in like professional pamphlets of OA or whatever, or just information about meetings or different pamphlets that we have um, to like the doctor's office and stuff. And so I did that for my surgery and like I had it sitting there kind of waiting for to give it to the doctor. And I had a couple different things and the nurse that was my pre-op nurse asked, started asking me like about stuff and, and it just provided this beautiful opportunity. And like, she was like, I've never heard of this like ever. Like I, how, you know, I wish that I had. And um, and it was just so cool because it's like I have been given this opportunity. So it made me, A, feel very grateful, but that also ties into that part about, you know, I need to pass this on to other people. And there's lots of different ways that I can do that. Um, but I also need to be open to talking about it and to sharing about my own experience, strength, and hope. Um, and so that means, you know, while I can do that in meetings like I'm doing now, but I can also do that in it kind of comes up, it can come up in random conversations if I'm, you know, again, open to that. And so, you know, I'm also very grateful for having, 
like the big book to be able to go through and go, okay, how do I present it to others, which has been so freely given us. And we read in another area in working with others of, you know, this is kind of how we do that. And it kind of lays it out for us. And, and that's so helpful to me. Um, but I'm just feeling very grateful this morning. And, you know, this is a, a an ongoing opportunity and I have the daily reprieve, but only when I practice the daily practices as well. And I stay in connection with my higher power. Um, and so that takes work. It's it's work that I do because I gain these benefits from it. And life Gentle is a reminder. Oh, thank you. Life is oh so much better in such a different place than prior to program. So um, thank you, everyone. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Shelly C.R. And Sandra B., you're up, followed by Nancy P. Hi, can you hear me? I can. Hey. Hi, this is Sandra B. from Houston, Texas. Um, I'm still working on my recovery. I'm working the steps, slowly but surely I'm getting there. Um, I guess what resonates with me is the last line is, how then shall we present that which has been so freely given us? And to me, um, that just, um, what what I think about that is just, it shows the way I, the way I work my program, the things that I do during the day, um, those are the things that people begin to notice and they begin to see a difference. Um, and one of the things that always sticks to me is just thinking, well, not just thinking, but one of the scriptures that always sticks to me is people need more than bread for their lives. They must feed on every word of God. And to me, that's just one of the things that I I just have come to know. Um, just the closer that I get to my higher power, the easier my program gets. And the more I stay in touch with my higher power, the less I have to worry about what um, what foods are around me, my delusional thoughts, um, anything that bothers me or troubles me. The closer that I am to him, the less I have to worry. And the, the less I think of him and pray, the less I do my, my spiritual growth, the more problems come. So to me, that's the easiest thing to do. It, and it's gotten so much easier um, as program goes by. I mean, as program, as time goes on and I'm in program, you know, I'm noticing that people are, are just noticing little things, um, especially my family. And those are the one, worst ones that, you know, I had more issues with, but they're the ones that are noticing that, you know, um, problems are just not, not that they're solving themselves, but, you know, there's just a sense of, uh, peace. So, um, yeah, that's it. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sandra B. And Nancy P., you're up, followed by Rebecca A. Hi, thanks for letting me share, and thank you for your service. My name is Nancy P., and I'm recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts, just outside of Boston. I'm just going to set my timer. Um, so if we keep on the way we are going, there's little doubt that much good will result, but the surface of the problem will hardly be scratched. Um, to me, that allowed me or validated my attitude that abstinence is not the goal. And... Um, the journey itself is the destination for me. And my attitude about the steps is that ha having completed them um, myself with a sponsor 
and several times with my own sponsees is that um, all of the steps one through 11 prepare me to work step 12 and step 12 allows me to work the previous 11 steps and um, you know it's the further I get away from the beginning when I put down the food and admitted that I was powerless also the further away I get from the end you know I sort of bore you know I like a drill I, I just I'm just boring a hole closer and closer to the center but I never actually get any closer because the journey itself is a destination and um, I feel as though um, you know many could recover if they have the opportunity that we have enjoyed and over the past few days I talk I, that word enjoyed I I'm in the presence of it it's not in the past tense I am enjoying I am of joy right now I said to my husband we went out and got shingles vaccines the other day and I said I'm so grateful that I'm that we can do this that we can you know have this medicine that we have good insurance and all that and then of course the next day I was direly ill and couldn't do anything and I still was full of joy and you know my um, my life is is completely overflowing with with good things and bad and I I love it all because I know that I'm on the right path and that I've been gifted with this this serenity that I searched for and and grabbed for and and wanted and wished for and um and it was given to me freely abundantly um just by surrender and um what I I underline this word present because, um, you know, the face that I put out to other people today is an attractive face. I spent from 1971 until 2017 with about four people that could bear my company in this program. And I sat there jealous, resentful, and angry. How come her and not me? How come her and not me? And once I surrendered and I shed my anger and my rage, then you know, the face that I present today is friendly and loving and it's attractive and people come to me like butterflies. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Nancy P. And Rebecca A., you're up. Rebecca, star one. We can't hear you. Hi, can I be heard? Yes, I can. Thank you. Hi, I'm Rebecca A from the UK, gratefully recovered compulsive overeater. Uh, thanks everyone for your shares and for doing service. Um, yeah, like um, I really loved how it's talking about the opportunity that we have enjoyed um because yeah it is an opportunity and it's not a guarantee that everybody gets to have this experience and i think in this last year of kind of living in these steps you know if at all i ever become like bogged down or feel like it's a chore it's really important to remember that it's actually a privilege to kind of be able to have this opportunity for such kind of spiritual self-care and growth and an opportunity that not everybody has you know and uh, it just reminded me of being grateful for my recovery 
And I'm really grateful that I get to live with my higher power. I'm grateful that I never have to feel so alone as I did before. I'm really grateful to have purpose now and to be able to kind of work with others. And yeah, I'm grateful to be of service. I'm grateful that like, um, yeah, I'm like a pip and I don't know how many apples I have. I'm a young black woman living in London. And by, yeah, there's so many people who might be suffering, who might be helped. And um, I'm grateful to have that purpose. And I'm grateful to have my recovery today. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Rebecca A. And just to remind everybody where we are, what we're reading, we are um, in the chapter, There is a Solution on page 19. And we're reading and commenting on that second full paragraph if we keep on. Who else would like to share? Ross M. Ross M. Carmela G. Carmela. Jen A. Jen A. Tuli B. from California. You'll have to say that again. Tuli B. from California. Okay. Diana S. in Arkansas. Diana S. One more. Diane C. Diane Leia C. S. And Leia S. We'll stop there. We should hopefully we'll have time for that. So I have Russ M., Carmela G., Jen A., Holly B., Diana S., Diane C., and Leia S. What a great lineup. Russ, please get us going. Good morning. Thank you. Appreciate you taking the meeting. Russ M., Recover Compulsive Overeater in uh, PA. So, so freely given us. When I hear those words, um, I just realize, you know, it convicts me. It convicts me. God convicts my heart that, you know, whatever recovery I have, whatever blessings I have in this life, my, my you know, reclamation project of, of my life, I didn't do. I didn't do. Someone shared the message with me. Someone poured into me. Someone invested in me and didn't know me from the Easter Bunny. So it compels me to someone else. Whether, you know, because deeper and deeper, and my ego kind of fires up that, hey, man, I got it going on. But this, about four short years ago, my life was a train wreck. And of my own will, I was destroying everything and everyone. So when I hear those words, you know, it, it, it smacks me back down and says, look, you're a weak, frail person that needs God, needs others, and has to serve someone else. That's how I'm free today. That's how I got the life beyond my wildest dreams, if you can believe it, as cliche as it is. With the ups and the downs, I have a way of living life. And it's a total surrender, even when I don't want to do it. And total trust in God and large and perfect in my spiritual life. So that's what those words do for me. And I, I mean, I'd be, I, I'd be nowhere without God, this program, my fellows, and my family. So love y'all. You have a great day. I hope it's just spectacular. God bless. Thank you, Russ M. And Carmela G., you're up, followed by Jen A. 
Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you for your service and for everyone on the line listening and sharing. My name is Carmela G, and I'm a grateful compulsive overeater recovered from New York. Um, this this line reminded me many recover if they had the opportunity we have enjoyed. Um, this is a gift that I have been given that I have been searching for my entire life. Uh, my career was based on having people need me. I was a caregiver. My life was based on need. And why did I want people to need me? Because that allowed me to think how much I was loved and appreciated. And after six decades of living this life like that, God allowed me to realize that if I totally surrendered, he did not need me, but he wanted me. He wanted me because he had a perfect love to give if I would just surrender and do his will. And today, I understand that only through working and living in these steps. And that is a gift, a gift of a lifetime that I am willing to share with anyone in program that they can have that gift if they are willing, open, and honest to work this program and live in the steps. Use those steps to climb out of that hole that we dig for ourselves throughout our lives. Thank you for allowing me to share, and I wish you all a beautiful week full of gratitude. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Carmela G. And Jen A., you're up, followed by Cully B. Good morning, Lisa. Thank you so much for serving this morning um, and moderating the meeting. My name is Jen A. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Colorado. And I just love how Bill writes, and he takes these paragraphs, right? And he tells me, if I keep on going this way, there's little doubt that much good will result. But at the end of the paragraph, he already gives me so much hope, right? Um, He says many can recover if they have the opportunity um, that others have, right? And how are you going to present this message that is so freely given to you, Jennifer? Well, I just have to go back and remember, you know, I was a girl with a problem. And um, I came into this quote-unquote program, right, the program of Overeaters Anonymous. Um, And I read this book and I followed the blueprint. I was guided, right? It's a beautiful roadmap. We read it every single day. And every single day, it continues to guide me. Um, it tells me, um, I read this book, and, and, I, and I know when to pray. Um, it asks me questions I get to answer. Um, it's, it's, it's beautiful. And when it tells me to take action, I take action. I put pen to paper. Um, I write. I do all these things. It's a beautiful roadmap. Um, But I didn't know that this beautiful roadmap was going to solve my eating problem, much alone give me the tools to help me um, live life on life's terms today. And the best thing that it's given me as a recovered woman today, free from the obsession that was lifted from me, 
Yeah, I did the work. I took action. I performed the instructions in this book. I prayed the prayers and I continue to do this. But God brought me into alignment with him, right? When the food's no longer there, guess, guess who is deep down inside of me? God. And guess who can I can finally connect with? And today I connect and I live with God and I'm living in a spirit-guided life, right? Yeah, there's still a program of Overeaters Anonymous. I'll give it that. But I don't call this a program. I call it life with God, a spirit-guided life. And because I'm recovered today, thank you, God, for saving a girl like me, restoring me to sanity, right? My mind, my body, my soul. Then I get to share this with other people for fun, for free. And there's no strings attached. I'm so grateful that um, God uses a girl like me because I came in here feeling so useless, um, so just utterly destroyed. And who knew that God would give me a purpose to serve him and others today, not only in this program, but in all my affairs. And that's what we talked about yesterday, right? At work, with my family, in a relationship with someone of the opposite sex. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I'm enjoying life every single day, guided by the Spirit. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Jen A. And Cully B, you're up, followed by Diana F. Good morning. This is Tuli B from California. May I be heard? Tuli. Thank you. Yes, Tuli, sorry. I am so grateful to be in recovery and to have found all of you. Thank you so much to everyone that makes this meeting happen. Um I got turned on to vision a year ago at an OA conference, and I was around a lot of my old people that I had been sitting in meetings for years. And I can honestly say that half of the room was talking about vision. And you could see the recovery in their demeanor. There was a light about them. And then the other people were still in the problem, and I could see that too. And... Being that I'm in California, this meeting for us in California starts at 4. And um, when they turned me on to it, I said, oh, no, I can't get up at 4. There it was, my unwillingness to go to any length, and I joked about it. I joked about it to hide my pain. But little by little, you know, God started working, and he brought a friend of mine to vision. And she started recovering, and she wore her recovery every day when I saw her, and she inspired me. And one day she said, how come you don't do it? I said, I'm not willing to go to any lengths. Once again, there it was, the unwillingness. But one day I started listening to you guys, and the miracle started happening. And today I have 89 days. And uh, honestly, you guys, I'm wearing my recovery. And this line really stood out for me. Much good will result because the good that is resulting is that I found the woman to guide me through the steps, my sponsor that I adore, and who doesn't enable me. What a difference not to be enabled in my disease. And she has opened up the big book, and you open up the big book to me every day that I listen to you all. And, you know, here I am facing 
this holiday that revolves around food, and there is a peace in my heart that I have never had around this holiday. And so I am so grateful, and I know that um, that I will give it away and that I, just by wearing it. I don't have to talk about it. But if somebody asks, I will be armed with the tools that you have given me. So I am deeply grateful to all of you, to all of you, and thank you so much for showing up every day the way you do and for taking my calls, calling me back. And I try to do the same thing. I love you all. Have a good week. With that, I pass. Thank you, Tuli B. And Diana F., you're up, followed by Diane C. Hi, good morning, Lisa. Thank you for your service. Um, So many beautiful shares. My name is Diana S., and I'm recovered in Arkansas. And, yeah, I just really wanted to get on here and share because it's so close to the holiday, um, you know, to Thanksgiving And I really just wanted to share the definition of Thanksgiving. Um, So when I Google it, it tells me that it's the expression of gratitude, especially to God. And, you know, I, before I was recovered, I only saw holidays, especially Thanksgiving, as a way to indulge, you know, with, with people that, I considered, you know, my my loved ones, um, you know, well, well, they are my loved ones. Um, And I never thought about them. I never thought about how I can give to them, you know, how can I express my gratitude to them or God? It was just about, you know, getting to get, you know, how can I fill myself up with more and more food? And how can I make sure that no one is noticing that I'm eating everything? You know, that was my definition of Thanksgiving. But because of you all and my higher power, I now get to enjoy, which is what this sentence is telling me, right? Many could recover if they had the opportunity we have enjoyed. And it has been an absolute pleasure to be able to work with um, a recovered sponsor. And, you know, if I was not ready, it would feel like a pain. It would feel like something else I would have to endure, but, you know, when I, before I was recovered and I, and I got to hear my sponsor on the other line and how much joy she had and um, how much freedom she had, I wanted that. I wanted to finally live my life because I, I was not living. I was isolated. I was in pain. I was hurting other people. I was just thinking about me. What can I do to feel better I wasn't thinking about others. Um, And the next sentence says here, how then shall we present that which has been so freely given us? And I know somewhere else in the big book it says um, that we ask God in our morning meditation how we can help um, the man who is still suffering. And I love that because I never thought about, you know, other people that are suffering. I only thought about my pain and suffering. What about me? And this paragraph is telling me that I've only scratched the surface by just, you know, uh, experiencing the love of God myself. Like, there's more uh, love of God that needs to go around. And so uh, that's that's what I plan on doing this holiday is, you know, how can I give to others? How can I express the love of God to them? 
And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Diana S. And Diane C., you're up, followed by Leah S. Good morning. Hi, this is Diane C., gratefully recovered in Baltimore, Maryland. Thank you for the opportunity to share this morning. Um, what, this, what speaks to me in this paragraph is the fellowship, um, particularly the word we. The fellowship grows as we recover people, carry the message of recovery to those who still suffer. So it takes something that's very good to something that's transformative. And it's it, it, that good thing that that um, the good that will result if they had just continued the way they were going, it would have been uh, very good, and they would have done some good in their time. But the message would have died with them years ago. But thankfully, <laughs> um. It says that the elimination of our drinking, for us our compulsive eating, is but a beginning. So it takes the transformation, the miracle, from me to we. And that is so inspirational to me this morning. Um, I've heard it said that it's as, as I've been pulled out of the pit, I then turn back to, uh, to reach back to others who still suffer. And then I'm part of that chain. And it is just a privilege and a joy to be part of that chain with all of you and with this fellowship. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Diane C. And Leah F., you're up. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you, everyone who came on this meeting. Such a beautiful one. My name is Leah S., and I'm recovered and extremely grateful in Brooklyn, New York. Okay, the last sentence, how then shall we present that which has been so freely given to us? And um, I, I, I didn't really understand how I was changing, but I certainly was. This, uh, this, this uh, black hole, this pulling of... Of, of pulling me down with that was so associated with the food had uh, had made me do things just for today that today I can feel a little bit better. And then tomorrow, oh, just for today, I'm going to do this also to make me feel a little bit better. And the blockage has been lifted the blockage of my higher power of God came into my heart and I was able to do things that I did not ever believe it. When I had said, oh, certain people really pull my buttons, especially during holiday time, they're no longer, that's no longer a cliche from me at all. And I don't know how it happened. It's just truly a miracle because... It is my belief, it is my belief to want to help the other person. Get out of here. When did I ever want to? For, you know, it just, um, it's called spiritual experience. It's called the unblockage. It's called whatever it is. But it is definitely, as my previous um, sharer said, a transformation that has happened to me very slowly. But... I never associated it with 
the fact that I was eating over all of that. So how has this, um, how has this affected you? I just see it when people call me and they say, you know what, I saw this, I saw that. And um, it, it even amazes me. And with that, I will pass. Thank you, Leah S. And it looks like we probably have time for three more shares. Um, we are sharing on the second paragraph on page 18, if we keep on. Anyone else like to share this morning? Madam? I'm sorry, there was someone before Matt. Jamine J. You might have to spell your first name. J-E-N-E-K-N. J-E-N-K-E-N. Janine. Janine. Thank you, Janine. You're welcome. My ears. Um, Janine, Matt M., anybody else? Okay, we'll see where that where that takes us. Janine M., please share with us. Janine J., I'm so sorry. Yes. Hi, everybody. I'm a grateful, recovered uh, compulsive eater in Silver Spring, Maryland. Um, what came to me as people were sharing is that um, Janine, I think we lost you. Star one. Can't hear you, Janine. Well, maybe we'll give Janine a chance to come back. Matt M., are you available? Yes, I am. Thank you for letting me share. Well, morning, everyone. And it's Matt M. from from New Jersey. Uh, yeah, I just want to share. It says that ex, uh, this first paragraph here, first full paragraph, second paragraph. Uh, people, ex-problem drinker, who is found who is properly armed with facts about himself, you know. And I used to go, and people used to talk to me all the time. You know, Matt, what are you doing to yourself? You know, people used to try to tell me, uh, you know, all the time, like, what are you doing to yourself? Like, why are you killing yourself with food? Friends and family used to tell me all the time, like, why are you doing this? Doctors used to tell me all the time, why are you killing yourself with food? You're never going to make it to your 30. You're never going to make it to your 40. And I used to tell myself, why are you doing this to yourself all the time? It never worked, you know. But, you know, I'm very grateful I woke up, you know. I was in relapse loss, and I'm not. I've been in the room for 13 years. And I finally woke up. The worst of my relapse was in 2011 when I got myself up to almost 700 pounds, 660. You know, I had, I was dying, this slow, painful death right in front of people. That's like a slow-moving train, you know, going uh, to hit a barrier. And, uh, and uh, it's, just, it's like a train wreck. And I'm very grateful I finally woke up. I took off 200, 200 pounds. So far, I was released. And this year, I was up to 550 again. I was at least 85 of those pounds. I was in stage five kidney failure because I had a chronic, I had a chronic illness that was hereditary from my father's side of the family, and the weight wasn't making it any easier. But I, my blood work came back over the summer. I was uh, stage five renal failure, like I said. But working, but working this program, working the steps, getting recovered. Uh, I got my blood work back this year, and I'm out of stage five kidney failure for the. And I didn't know how I did that. That wasn't. I didn't do it alone. I did have it working the steps through my sponsor, with my sponsor, calling all of you. Uh, working this program once one day at a time, and uh, that's why I'm in stage four stage four uh, uh, kidney disease right now. This is a miracle of the program. This didn't happen overnight. 
this is a long process and it takes time. And, uh, and they said that it wasn't supposed to happen. You, know, you don't usually reverse that kidney failure. And, uh, I wouldn't be able to do that if it wasn't for you all. And be working this program one day at a time with the help of my higher power, going to God, and, t- and taking this program seriously. This is this is a, this is a life and death illness. I should be dead multiple times over for what I put my body through. It says in the big book, you know, the mind and body are marvelous mechanisms. You know, mind and my put my body through a lot, but I'm still here, and that's a testament to the power of this program. You know what you, what it can do when you work it one day at a time. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. And Janine J, are you want to share or on the line still? Sorry, I had a, a, a call come in and I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> All right, anyway, go ahead, Janine. Um, I don't know how much of my share you caught. Anyway, I was thinking about an escape room and how in the problem we go into escaping in the food and we check out, literally. Um, so... This paragraph gives me hope as I'm recovered now that, you know, I'm living in the solution and uh, able to uh, pass on what I have been freely given and what was freely given to me. So I'm just so grateful for everybody on the line and for all of you doing service. It's just such a gift. And I really am grateful. Thank you so much. And I pass. Thank you, Janine J. And it looks like we have time for one more two-minute share if anyone has a desire. Katie V. Katie, please take us out. Awesome. Thank you so much. Hi, good morning. I'm Katie. I'm a compulsive overeater. I'm recovering in Brooklyn, New York. Um, this paragraph... What it, what it made me think of, um, those of us who live in large cities are overcome that, that close by hundreds are dropping into oblivion every day. Um, it made me think about being on Zoom and how there are lots of people in relapse or who are struggling to get the food down, even in a way, and how those people also need my help. You know, I, uh, we have to reach out to every person who is struggling, I think. And when I see someone who share just like hits me in the heart that they are struggling, I, I have to reach out. That's my job. And I have to just talk to them and tell them about my experience because this has been so freely given to me. And how was it given to me? You know, I love this last question because it was given to me with unconditional love. The people who loved me when I first came in and I couldn't put three or four days together those people brought me to where I am now. Those people continued to be there for me when I couldn't love myself, when I would look at myself in the mirror as I was stuffing food in my face and say, why are you doing this? What, what are we not doing? What can I do better? What can I do different? And there wasn't, the only thing that I could have done different is just surrender and stop trying to control it all myself and live in God's grace, like just really give it all up and say, I am powerless. Please take the wheel. I cannot do this alone. And for a long time, I couldn't do that. And it was through all that unconditional love that was just nudging me in the right direction and got me here on this line this morning. And um, thank you so much, everyone on the line. Thank you to everyone. And I love you all and have a great day. Thank you. I pass.
Thank you. Thank you, KDB. And thank you to everyone who shared this morning. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today's 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting, Wednesday, November 25th, is 15,850. That's 15850. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Reba P. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.